College Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix, T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network, by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, the ASU fans home away from home, Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, voted best of Las Vegas two years in a row. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning tequila since 2011. Whole beers and cheeseburgers. 12 Valley locations serving the finest in craft beers and handcrafted burgers. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products, gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans. Anywhere you may be joining us on the Podbean app live uh, every Tuesday night, College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein and Roger Klein and the Peacemakers and Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York, which I understand is just gorgeous today. That's what I've been hearing everywhere that I've been. So, Paul, how are you? Trying to find out who's lying to you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) because clearly... There are some people that are telling you these things that are, that are using alternative facts because uh, no. And when I looked at the weather forecast for tomorrow, uh, mostly at the time I'm going to be getting up to walk my dog, um, uh, yeah, okay. And was that about 92 degrees by you? Yeah, I had to break out the shorts again because it's just a little yeah. too hot for long pants. Yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, I'll, I'll get by. You, I'll get by. Yeah, I, I can hear the struggle in your voice. <laughs> All right. Speaking of struggles, let me tell you what I did today just to get on the air tonight. I have jumped, and I told you this uh, before the show. I have jumped through more hoops today than a circus poodle because anything that could go circus wrong over the last poodle? two days. Yeah, have you seen a circus poodle before? Yeah, they have poodles that jump I've through I've seen hoops. dog shows and dog- circus <laughs> poodles? <laughs> okay, you're getting me off track. Let yeah, me okay. tell you about my problems. <laughs> yeah, okay, this, this makes for exciting radio. <laughs> it, it's been ridiculous. Anyway, folks, I am on the air thanks to a Cox uh, hotspot, which I am grateful for right now. Um, as you know, we're switching over to a new phone carrier to Verizon and uh, somewhere along the line, somebody tried to intercept our new phones, and uh, it's a whole long story. But uh, nonetheless, they're supposed to arrive tomorrow, and uh, our previous carrier has our lines already moved over to Verizon. So, um, yeah, it was interesting. Anyway, uh, let's move on because we've got a lot of hockey to talk about. Uh, college hockey got underway last weekend. If you were with us on Sunday night for College Hockey Southwest Live, you heard Paul and I uh, break down the uh, ASU Michigan series uh, today 
was the uh, weekly presser for ASU, and Paul got some great questions in as I was able to at least listen this week. Hopefully next week I'll be able to participate, but uh, we'll take baby steps. But before we jump into that, Paul, and we got a yeah. great guest as well, because we've got uh, Julie Robenheimer right. coming on with us uh, from Elite Prospects, Prospects and EP Rinkside, a terrific writer, a terrific lady that uh, – you know, is, uh, is more than just a, a pretty face, as they say, because she was a, a beauty contest winner, and we'll have to ask her about that. Just can't. Oh, I'm sure that. that's what she's coming on to, <laughs> to talk about. Oh my lord! Uh, so anyway, we will uh, we'll have Julie on here in just a minute or two. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, breaking news all over the place, Paul. Uh, COVID is track. everywhere. Uh, and I want to start real quickly with just the way Coach Powers broke it down for us today about what they're doing, and, and, and this is going to be a, a topic for another conversation. But uh, real quickly, if you can take your team and, and go to a game, uh, practice rink, and practice and, and change in the locker rooms and come out of there and go back to your hotel rooms, why the heck can't you gather in the motel room, the same group of people? Anyway, that, that's that's a soapbox that I'll get on here in just a uh, minute. I don't know, a bigger room maybe? I don't know. Well, it's the same people. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I mean, if you're better ventilation, <laughs> okay. Because okay, if you've well. ever been in a locker room, and I'm pretty sure you have, yeah, yeah. there is times. not enough ventilation ever. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so anyway, that's another topic. But late today, about a quarter to five uh, Mountain Time, uh, I got a uh, a press release from Jerry Cross, the great SID over at uh, Colorado College, and he said that one of their players had unfortunately tested positive for COVID and all of these student athletes were now in quarantine and uh, would be that way for the next 14 days. And if you can do the math, um, that would lead you right up until the start of the pod on December 1st. Right. And um, I, I don't know what they're going to do. They don't, they haven't made an announcement yet as what they're going to do. But if you're, you're in quarantine for 14 days and you haven't got any practice before you go to the pod, I, I just don't know how that's going to work, but not anyway, well. uh, yeah, and, and we sure hope that the student athlete is is fine and and you know just having asymptomatic uh, type uh, dealings with COVID. But uh, tell us a little bit more about what's going on at East Paul uh, RIT and and uh, somebody else today you just brought up, I think. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, did... <sighs> okay, so uh, I don't. I mean, I. This is just bizarre because uh, on Sunday we were talking about how RIT canceled their season. Apparently today they uncanceled it. Peer pressure. Well, but Union College canceled theirs. The ECAC is now down <laughs> to about four teams no. because RPI canceled their season. Uh, games are being Sacred Heart postponed a couple of games. Um well, LIU and Army, as we talked about, had to postpone. Yeah, game. and now and they announced a couple of games rescheduled. I'd have to go back and look. I I, I don't even bother to look or print out schedules because they're useless. Yeah, I just I wait till the day of the game and I'll hit <laughs> yeah. and I'll hit the website. And go, oh, they're playing today. Okay, let's try and watch. <laughs> I mean, because I can't. There's just there's no way. There's there's no way to do it because it's changing every day. Yeah, and and and, and, you- and, and I get it. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that schools are right or wrong in doing this. 
that doesn't alter the fact that it's changing every day. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, part of the conversation with Coach Powers today, uh, well, we have to do things here because tomorrow the, the rules are going to change while we're here in Michigan. Right. And then in a few days we go to Wisconsin and we have to be aware of any rules that might be in effect for there and what changes and, and, <laughs> and, and, and so, and, and, and people don't understand that haven't done it or are not intimately exposed to how much this is driving coaches crazy. Okay, They know it. They accept it. But as much as we talk about players being creatures of habit, coaches are by their nature, control freaks. Yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> okay, that's it's that that's what they do. And yeah. and and when I, I'm not trying to say that in a negative fashion, but it is the nature of the job to be exactly. a control freak and control as much as you possibly can. And under the current circumstances, this is so out of control of the coaches. Oh, completely out of their it's, hands. It, 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 it's even the – I mean, it's it's got to be driving people nuts. Now, if you're the RIT coach, Wayne Wilson, and, and I'm sorry, I don't know the women's coach off the top of my head, okay, um, and that's – you know, that's my fault. Uh, especially although we improvise somewhat here, um, you're going nuts because you now had your season canceled. So your players haven't practiced for a week. Now they're going to start up again. Yeah. Or they have to wait for the approval from New York State. And so they're once again in even – they're still in limbo. They, they, I mean, I guess they can practice. I don't know. I don't know. I what mean, they I can. guess they I, I can guess that's practice up to RIT. now. Wait, right, waiting until they see what New York State says. Yeah. Well, let me and, give, let me give you some local news for for ASU. Um, they they don't have Minnesota yet on their schedule. We know they're going to play there, but tomorrow the governor of Minnesota is uh, going to speak. And he's going to come out with some pretty harsh um, shutdown requirements. And it could involve the University of Minnesota and their athletics. So just keep your eyes open for that. Uh, Governor Waltz is going to speak. They, they are way out of control. I mean, I thought Arizona was bad at, at, at 3,400 cases the other day. Well, uh, Minnesota is over 7,400 cases. Um, and there's a lot more people, I think, here than there are than there are there. Um, I might be well, wrong, but Minnesota's but either way, it's a bad number. Schedule, at least not until not yet. late in December. Not, not yet. But, what yeah, happens, that's what I'm, but that's what I'm saying. But, I mean. Yeah. But what happens so, there could affect the scheduling in the future. Yeah, could. If Minnesota can't play this weekend or next weekend or the weekend after, who knows, um, that's going to throw things into limbo for the Big Ten. And that, that ultimately is going to affect Arizona State. So we have a, a whole bunch of that stuff to talk about uh, afterwards. Right now, though, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come right back with the uh, the writer 
from Elite Prospects and somebody we've been looking forward to having on the show for a long time. Julie Robenheimer is going to join us um, in uh, about two minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, where we hit a balmy 92 degrees today. And my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. It is our pleasure, Paul, to introduce uh, the writer from um, the well, Elite Prospects, EP Rinkside, Julie Robenheimer, is with us. And uh, Julie, welcome to the show. you got Scott and Paul with you. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. You know, we've uh, we've wanted to get you on the show for a while, and I, I kind of just uh, played devil's advocate with uh, with Paul, and I threw out uh, a tweet to you this weekend when you were watching uh, ASU in Michigan, and lo and behold, you responded to me, and we have you on, so thank you for doing that. And uh, and second of all is, tell us a little bit about what you do with uh, Elite Prospects. Uh, well, hey, you're welcome. I mean, I love talking <laughs> hockey, so, um, you know, as I said to you, my DMs are always open. Um, I, you know, I, I just love chatting hockey with everybody, even people who are irritating. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> there a, there are people that are irritating on Twitter? Yeah, on Twitter? I know. It's shocking. Shocking. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I just thoroughly enjoy, like, I love the social aspect of social media. And so I, I just feel like, it, you know, engaging with people and, and actually having conversations is key to, to the whole thing. So, um, yeah, so no problem, um, to be here. And then about what I do for elite prospects. So I have been covering, uh, prospects and, the draft and international tournaments and college hockey um, 
geez, I think this is like my 13th or my 14th season. <laughs> so it's been a long time um, that I've been involved. And uh, a couple years ago, Elite Prospects started a content arm. Um, obviously, if you're a hockey fan, you're probably familiar with Elite Prospects and the um, statistical database and everything that you can use that website for. It's amazing. Um, but they started a content arm about two years ago called EP Rinkside. So um, I started writing for them um, right away. Uh, and, um, and then now heading into you know, this season, whenever it technically begins, or if it already did, um, I am writing, Nobody knows. I know I am writing, um, at least one article a week for them, um, potentially more. Um, but I also do a lot of other stuff behind the scenes for them as well. Um, so a lot goes into it, but my favorite part about it is that I get to still travel, um, in a normal year, um, uh, you know, I, I would just be returning from two or three weeks in Europe uh, covering the um, U18s and the U20s. Um, they have a five, five Nations Cup for the U18s and a Four Nations Cup for the U20s in preparation of World Juniors. And, um, and then I'd be home for Thanksgiving and uh, then I'd get back going again um, for World Juniors. So... I'm excited to have some some things to chat about regarding World Juniors. I actually had a really great conversation with USA's head coach, Nate Lehman, today, um, as well about everything you know that Team USA is uh, going through in order to put together their best team uh, in a couple weeks. So um, I, I feel like my season, my own season, is actually <laughs> starting. So I'm very excited about that. Well, Paul, and Paul Team USA that too on the weekend, right, Paul? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're just happy to have some actual <laughs> games to talk about. Okay. Um, uh, and you brought up Team USA in, in the World Junior Tournament. Um, that seems like almost a non-story compared to all the stuff that's going on with Team Canada and who's coming to camp and who's not coming to camp. And uh, not everybody realizes what a big deal that tournament is. And... Um, uh, it just seems like uh, Nate Lehman and uh, USA Hockey uh, seem to have things, uh, a smoother ride with things because they don't have any controversies. Would that be an accurate statement? Um, they don't have the same controversies, I think might be the more okay. accurate <laughs> thing to say. Okay. Um, they, they have their own challenges um, in terms of, uh, you know, hockey can't. Okay. So let's start from the beginning. Hockey Canada did not have their summer camp, their evaluation right. camp this summer. So uh, USA did in the middle of October. So USA had that opportunity. Um, Sweden, got together, Sweden, the, their players have been playing, and right. they just had uh, a practice, you know, session, uh, because they're, the tournament that they were are normally in, it was canceled, but they still got together as a team, um, because they weren't able to do it over the summer, uh, okay. like they normally do. I mean, they usually spend almost the entire month of August together, that, that U20 team, because they usually come over here and, and play uh, in the World Junior Summer Showcase for two weeks, and then they go back, and like a week later, they go to the uh, Russia-Czech games, where they play in a four-team tournament with uh, Russia, 
Czech Republic, Sweden, well themselves, and Finland. So they didn't have that. Um, and, you know, I had talked to their head coach, Thomas Monten, and I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I have no idea. <laughs> He's like, we don't have, I was like, how are you going to put a team together? He's like, I have no idea, you know. <laughs> and um, he's like, I just hope that they get to get some games in so we can see these guys play. Um, because the, the challenge is that you're then uh, judging players on their past performance. And a lot has happened in terms of development and their personal growth, like in their physical maturation over this past summer. So it would be really unfair to the players and um, you know potentially detrimental to the team to not have a, a full evaluation of the players and, and kind of you know see where people are at the time instead of judging them on past performances. So right. um, anyways, so the same with Finland, they're playing, Russia is, kicking the crap out of men's teams um, <laughs> at the Karyala Cup. So, uh, you know, like everybody is doing everything that they can to be in the best, you know, position to, to compete for a medal. And Canada was just sitting there twiddling their thumbs. And, you know, Canada is not <laughs> one to take this line down. And they've got gold medal aspirations every single year. Right. And if our players aren't playing and everybody else's players are, because, you know, Sweden's playing, Finland's playing, Russia's playing, the United States is now playing college hockey in the USHL, if, if any of those guys in Team USA, you know, for the U18s, like that kind of stuff. Like all of that is that everybody's playing except us, <laughs> with the exception of the Q. So, like, they're like, yeah, we got to get our butt in gear and get our players here. And so they added three weeks to their normal training camp. Um, so, and that was literally just to get the guys in game shape, right? Because right. they, they, and they don't even know, like, how much ice time they've had. Like, are they scrimmaging at all with, like, people who live nearby? Like, there's just so, so much unknown. So... They're like, we're going to do this. We're going to, you know, kind of take our summer camp, tack it on, add an extra week. And this is going to be our training camp slash selection camp. And, and we're going to go forward. So the problem with that is that um, now you're asking players who are presently playing to stop playing with their team for a potential of over 50 days if you make the team and, you know, you go to the medal game. I, I want to say it was like 54 days in total. Um, okay. so, so you're asking them to do that, which is not really fair. Um, you know, the, the players that are going are, you know, from uh, the uh, NCAA ranks are all players who are 19. This would be the last year that they could compete. So the controversy comes with Owen Power and um, Michigan. Right. So the challenge there is, as a coach, you know, you look at the 19-year-olds, A, it's their last year to compete, and B, they are pretty much all, maybe not Levi, but they're pretty much all, you know, in the running to not only make the team, but have a significant role on the team. Whereas Owen Power was pretty much slated as a seventh or eighth defenseman. And in terms of development, you know, like you have to think this could be a potentially first overall pick in next year's draft. And is it right. more beneficial for him to be practicing with us, playing in actual games, or just practicing with Team Canada for the next three weeks? 
added to added to that is that because and this was the conversation I had with Nate Lehman today is because of the like quarantine process, these American you know well they're not Americans but you know players playing mm-hmm. in America, right. um, they have to quarantine by right. mandate like they they don't right. get the exemption of the bubble so which remind me to talk later about the bubble heading into the <laughs> bubble for world juniors on december 13th because canada man they are really trying to pull a fast one over everybody else so That's um anyway they uh are you know by themselves and so not only will they be practicing but they won't really be doing anything you know technically they're not even allowed to be skating. You know, there, there's talk that they will be able to skate as soon as they pass a negative, you know, as soon as they have a negative test. But if they pass a negative test or you have a negative test and you can skate on the ice, but you can't skate with other players, like, is that really good for your long, for your <laughs> development, you know, as right. a 17 year old potential first overall pick. And so this is what Mel Pearson was like weighing. And he's like, listen, I'm fine to let them go on December 10th, like normal. Right. You know, and he like, said that last week, a hundred percent. How about it? If you want them on December 10th, you can have them. No problem. So th- this is all, you know, what, what it was all about because, you know, it's one thing to leave and go through all of these hoops in order to have a shot to play a big role on the team. But if he's going to get like five minutes to no minutes, if he's scratched, you know, what, like that's, that's not good for him. He should be and, playing and, with Michigan. And, and by the way, you know, we've all followed this game for a long time. How in the heck is any practice better than game? There's yeah, no I don't coach know. that would tell. There's no coach that would tell no. you that. No. This is no. just because it's hockey and it's Canada. Yeah, like the opportunity to play with Hockey Canada, and you know, like there are so many players who go to the tournament who don't get to play all that much. I mean, like you look at like uh, Quinton Byfield and and uh, Dawson Mercer last year, and you know, like they had six draft eligible guys on that team last year, which is like unheard of, um, and there were many of them not named Alexi Lafreniere, who played little to no minutes. So, you know, and they're, and they're all like, well, it was a wonderful experience. I learned so much just being with the guys and being able to see what they do and, and all that stuff. And, and that's all 100% true. But they weren't sacrificing 52 games to sit on the bench uh, or, you know, 52 days to sit on the bench to do that. You know, they were only no. sacrificing, I think it was the, uh, the maximum, I think we figured it out last, last year, was 10. That one, one player missed 10 games um, because uh, just the way that their team schedule worked out. Because um, they only play for one more week and then they're off for two weeks for Christmas and then they start <laughs> back up again. So, you know, like you just weren't missing a lot of games. And um, uh, so, you know, like it, it's just, it's, it's just madness. Like it's just madness, and then of course Owen has a great weekend with Michigan, <laughs> oh, and geez. you know if if he continues like that, uh, Canada's going to be like, oh crap, we need this guy. Well, and, that's what um, I was going to say next. I mean, uh, the, the the what I watched this weekend, and 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 Coach Powers earlier today said in the five years they've been a D one program that that team was far and away the best team that oh. they've played. It's not even close. 
If he's yes, the not. seventh or eighth defenseman and he's going to be the most likely number one pick in the NHL next year, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I don't. It's too early for me to look at rosters and and because it's just too early. There's too much other stuff going on. Um, strange as that sounds, too. Uh, if he's the seventh or eighth defenseman, do they? I, I find that hard to. I can't even imagine how good they think that defensive core is. If he's yeah, it's the not that good. Defenseman, holy yeah, smokes. it's not that good. <laughs> I mean, they've got some good guys. Like, let's be serious. You know, like yeah, going viral. Sure. Like they've they've right. got some you know high name players. But I, I I'd agree with you. Like, I don't think he has any oh. business being a seventh or eighth defenseman. Oh, team I mean, hasn't so, played this so, weekend. So, Julia, let's talk about this weekend, because I know you saw that game, or maybe you saw both of them, but um, ASU kind of, uh, and Paul and I talked so about flat. this earlier. When, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but when, when we talked about them going to the Big Ten, uh, I made the comment that in the Big Ten, at least this year, there are really no sleeper weekends, right? So when ASU goes on the road for 28 uh, central road games, um, there, there's no – Mercyhurst or uh, Alabama Huntsville or any of those on your schedule. It's like game in and game out. You've got to be ready to go, and clearly they were not. Yeah, well, I, I, I tell you what. One of the things that I love about Coach Powers is that he loves a challenge. And I think that's evident just like him being a Division One hockey coach and having yeah, no absolutely doubt. zero experience. And, um, but trusting on what he knows, which is, uh, doing your research, you know, gathering all the information, making the best decisions, hiring the best people to help you. Um, you know, like he's just really done such a good job. And last year we talked a lot about the difficulty of their schedule, um, or the strength of schedule, we'll say. And, um, you know, he's like, we have to, he's like, I think we can compete for a national title every year. And, and why shouldn't that be our goal? And so in order to get there, we need to prove that we deserve to be there, which means we need to play the best teams and then we need to play our best against those teams. So like he has like a whole plan. And so I love that he uh, was able to, um, you know, coordinate the scheduling agreement with the Big Ten um, to you know, give them really competitive opponents. And I think you're right. I, I mean, obviously, they, they weren't prepared. But I, you know what? Even I, I think also, like, as a team, they weren't prepared for playing a different way than they did last year. Like, last year when they would play, and even the year before that, like, they just relied so much on offense, 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 and they were just going to shove it down your throat. And Michigan did not allow them to generate any offense. Nope. Like, they were so stifled and so hemmed into their own zone that they just could not even flex any kind of offensive muscle. And I feel that that was a wake-up call for them because I know that's one of the things that Coach Powers also emphasizes is the details in your defense. You have to play good defensively to have opportunities offensively. And how they played this weekend was a really good example of what not to do. <laughs> so, you know, if there's any benefit there, he now has tape on what not to do. Um, and similarly, looking at the other team, tape of what they should <laughs> oh, be doing. 
you know? So, like, because here's the thing, too. It wasn't just that Arizona State played that badly. It's that Michigan came to freaking play. And we expected it because of how highly touted their freshman class was. And then, of course, you have Strauss Mann, who I just love saying his name because I think it's just (laughs) cool. But, I mean, he was amazing in goal as well. So, um, you know, one of the things with having a, a really good offensively gifted team is, like, the offense is great, but do you have a goalie? And so I feel like Michigan has a really, you know, good goalie for the, the style that they play um, and just like how cool and collected he is. You know, he doesn't have to make a ton of saves. Um, he just has to make the simple ones because the team in front of him is not going to allow a lot of, you know, grade A opportunities. So, um, you know, I just think it was a combination of Michigan playing out of their mind and Arizona state not being, you know, up to the task. And, and, and I, and, and I asked coach powers this afternoon, I said, did you get a chance to watch any, any of the other two games between Wisconsin and Notre Dame? And when, when I watched all four of those games this weekend, Michigan was just on another level uh, yeah. compared. I mean, it was so painfully obvious. Yeah. And I speed, say painful skill. as an ASU alum, but, um, it was, it, I mean, it was like watching a different sport almost. Yeah, they, they're, they're a good hockey team. Okay, so, so Julie, I want to ask you this too, because we just expanded our coverage area this year to include uh, the Colorado schools. So we have Air Force, we have Colorado College, we have Denver. Um, the uniqueness of the NCHC is the, the pod, and we're going to get to your pod that you were talking about uh, in, in the World Juniors too, but um, mm-hmm. this particular pod is, uh, is really different, and we had uh, Michael Wiseman on, uh, the uh, communications director from the NCHC, a couple of Sundays ago, and he told us that uh, when they looked at it, yeah, Omaha is kind of centrally located, but they looked at getting the teams there in a bus and they looked at the uh, University of Nebraska Medical Center and what they could do for COVID testing. And they looked at the hotels being close to the rink and the restaurants and all of that stuff. So uh, when you look at the way everybody's approached in NCAA hockey, what do you think about that NCHC pod coming up December 1st? Do you like it? Do you think other teams should have done it? Yeah, I like it a lot. So this summer, there was a lot of chatter between different coaches um, and what they should do and how they could do it. Um, There were talks of having, um, you know, similarly a pod, like uh, two weeks at uh, one rink where, you know, four teams would come and they would rotate and play each other and knock out, you know, eight, ten games. and, uh, you know, per team, whatever the math worked out to be, um, just to make it convenient for them, um, save on travel costs I, is a huge component to this that a lot of people are overlooking because these teams rely on not only gate revenue, but also advertising that they don't get because they're not having games. You know, like you can't sell, you know, concourse advertising because your concourse isn't open. So, you know, there are there are things like financially that come into play with these pods more so than just uh, the safety 
of the student athletes and the coaching staff. So um, there's a big benefit to it. Um, you know, some teams decided it it was good. Obviously, the NCHC decided that that's how they were going to do it. Now, also, their teams are a lot more spread out. Hockey East is a little bit different because all of their teams are busable. Um, and by busable, I mean like two hours or less. And Maine, Maine is the farthest one away, and that's a six-hour hour. Um, actually, it's, I think it's only four from Boston. I went to UMass, so it was a six-hour bus ride for us. Um, so, you know, like, it's, it's all totally busable. You know, when you say busable in, in uh, the NCHC, you're talking overnight. Eight hours. <laughs> yeah, like, a long trip. So, uh, you know, it's, it's slightly different. Um, and then the same, typically with the Big Ten, you know, all of those schools are, are relatively close to each other. You know, obviously the biggest span is Minnesota to Penn State. Um, but, uh, you know, they're, they're all still busable, you know, relatively speaking as well. So um, it's all just making it work for everybody well, to, well, just to a quick, move forward. Uh, quick follow-up to that is uh, I think the pod's going to work out great, but I don't know if, if teams expected what happened at Colorado College today. Yeah. And that was having one, one positive test. Um, and then having to go into quarantine for 14 days as you're preparing to go into that gauntlet of, uh, of 21 days worth of hockey. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to play out. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, I have thoughts. I, I don't know how it's going to, um, to play out. Um, but, you know, that's, that's everybody's risk, you know, um, it was just like when the NHL started and they, uh, that you know, they had the players. I always thought it's just so silly. They had the players test when they came to training camp, right? But then once they're tested, they could still, you know, like stop at the supermarket on the way home. <laughs> right. You know, you know what I mean? Like it was, it just seemed so bizarre to me that you would have this where, Okay, we're gonna test you, and you're you're gonna technically be in our bubble, but you're free to go and do whatever you want, wherever you want. You know, like what is that? So it, it's one of those things where it was bound to happen at some point to some you know player on a hockey team. Like, um, so it's it's just unfortunate. Uh, you know, the the real question is then what then happens to the rest of the team. What then happens to their roommates? You know, like now everybody should everybody quarantine for two, three days at least uh, until and, and they that, they get tested. That's what's back, happening or... in Colorado College. Exactly. 14, Fourteen days. Jerry Cross told me today that uh, the the entire student union, the entire hockey team, would be quarantined, and they may yeah. break from that, but that's where they came out right now. So one more quick follow up, and I know Paul's got a bunch sure. of them. So. Uh, uh, the, the other one that Paul and I were talking about before you came on was uh, Coach Powers is talking about his team practicing, playing a game in Michigan, playing two games in Michigan, then a couple of practices. They're all in the locker room. Then they come back to the hotel and they have to separate. They can't have uh, team meetings. Team meals, they, can, yeah. they can't have anything like that. And I'm going like, okay, if you're the same guys and you take a bus back to your hotel, why can't you all be together? I mean, it's the same group, right? They haven't been out of it. They've all been together. I, I just don't get it. But somebody smarter than me must have that figured out. Yeah. I mean, 
I agree. It's weird. <laughs> it's Go definitely ahead. weird. I mean, once in a while, he's right. I mean, I can't help well, that. Here, <laughs> Blind here, squirrels. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Like, I feel like you do whatever is necessary to be able to play games. And if this is what's required for them to play games, then, you know, you do it. Uh, it's it's kind of similar to like what I was you know alluding to before with the uh, World Juniors and what teams are going to have to do in order to you know be allowed to participate and um, you know are there better ways you know yeah but I mean you look at the NHL and what they did right but the NHL has deeper pockets than every college team. In the country, you know, and so like if they sure. do, if they, how many tests does Arizona State have to take daily, weekly? I don't know. I personally don't know what the protocols are, but, you know, in order for them to hang out, you know, at the hotel, what does that mean financially for the tests they are then going to have to take? So basically what they're trying to do is mitigate their risks. So it's not that they can't have team meals together. They just don't want them in another room that could potentially contaminate them. Yeah, good you, point. You see what I'm saying? Really good point. So, yep, absolutely. So it's not that, hey, you can't hang out together. Because I'm sure they're allowed to, like, hang out together in their rooms. But, the like, they don't want them congregating in a new area that, you know, has the potential to, um, you know, spread the virus. So it's things, it's things like that where, um, you know, somebody smarter than whoever decided that this is what needed to happen in order to mitigate the risks to, of being on the road for 28 days. Uh, you, so that's, you, what, that's you, what we're going to do. You could say it's somebody smarter than Scott and I. Oh, we admit that. I mean, that's <laughs> right. just about everybody. Exactly. So. Um, you know, um, I just... Um, and, and I get it. I I'm just glad that there's hockey. I mean, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I'll, 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 you know, I will take it any way I can get it. Um, I was one of those people that was, you know, oh, we have six NHL playoff games today. Yes, let's do more of those days. Don't advance past this round. Let's just keep playing this round over and over and over and over again. Because I love I having six games a day. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. Um, so when the World Juniors start, uh, besides uh, who who are some of the guys that the casual fan uh, or the person that just misses hockey and will watch any hockey but not, not normally watch this tournament because there's normally NHL games going on? Mm-hmm. Give us three or four names to watch for uh, that you know, we can focus on that we possibly be hearing tons and tons about in the next year or two. Uh, I would go with um, Lucas Raymond uh, for Team Sweden. Okay. And um, Alexander Holtz also for Team Sweden. And Vasily Podkolzin for Team Russia. Mm-hmm. He will likely be their captain. Um, 
he's a Vancouver Canucks prospect, uh, drafted last year. Uh, Lucas Raymond was drafted fourth overall this year by Detroit. And Alexander Holtz was seventh overall, uh, drafted by New Jersey. Um, uh, Ratu Atu um, is um, for Finland. Right. And he has a brother. I can't remember what his brother's name is. I think it's Aku with a K, A-K. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> and then Atu, like they're together. Right. Um, uh, but I don't know if his brother is eligible, if the older brother is eligible this year. But Aku, Ratu, and his last name is spelled R-A-T-Y um, for anybody who's checking out rosters. Um <laughs> Or, or just also, names, because you yeah. are the name game, right? Uh, yes, I'm all about the names. <laughs> um, and uh, he's also a potential first overall pick uh, for this year's draft. Um, and then another guy who is climbing the draft rankings this year and has probably worked his way into the top five is William Eklund uh, for Team Sweden. And then, of course, you have like the heavy hitters for USA and Canada – like Arthur Kaliev and Alexander Turk, uh, um, yeah, Turcotte and um, uh, Cole Caulfield. Um, I feel like I'm missing somebody on USA. Um, I mean, there's the goalies, USA's goalies. You have the best college goalie right now in Spencer Knight and the reigning CHL goaltender of the year in Dustin Wolf. So they're going to have a fun battle in goal. Um, the defenseman, um, oh, Nick Robertson, that's the guy (laughs) that, uh, for, uh, uh, the Maple Leafs who may or may not be available for Team USA, um, up front. And then you have like guys like Jake Sanderson on the back end. Um, and then, you know, Canada, Bowen Byram's coming back. Um, and then you have other guys like uh, Quinn Byfield. I think he's going to have a huge, huge, you know, tournament for them. That's a big, um, yeah, big dude. So yeah, there are lots of names to to throw out there that are of interest. Um, I mean, even more so. There's more Russians we could talk about. Uh, you know, we've got Chinnikov, the uh, guy who kind of came out of nowhere to be. Well, I mean, he didn't come out of nowhere, but was not projected to go in the first round, and Columbus chose him. I think twenty first overall um, or twenty third something to that effect and um yeah i think it was 23rd um and uh so you know he's going to be a name to look out for um obviously yaroslav askarov russia's goalie um i mean i love this tournament there are so many <laughs> like literally you are watching the future of the nhl right. like now, right now I, that's I, the I, best I, part and correct me i don't i shouldn't say correct me but i'm i'm the captain of Team Russia, is that the kid yeah. that threw the medal because it wasn't a gold medal into the stands at last year's tournament, or at and, and there was and he obviously was controversial, or am I mistaken about that? Okay, you, I don't remember that happening last year, although I do remember it happening a couple years prior with Leah okay. Anderson, all right, okay, and Team Sweden. I I, th- I thought it was uh, it was a kid from uh, Team Russia, but okay, that's that's why I asked because I wasn't sure. That's why I asked. No, I'd I don't. Rather... I don't. I don't. I remember someone taking their medal off 
Um, okay. But I don't think it was thrown into the stands. Um, okay. Because I know there was some controversy about medals and and and, and post game stuff, and and I thought that's what it was. But that's why I asked because I'd rather have it confirmed than just wonder out loud. <laughs> yeah. And, no. and ask an expert, Paul. That's the way to do it. Is if you got questions, well, ask an expert. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't ask you. Uh, exactly. Uh, okay, so so we're going to get to that pod story, I promise, in just a minute. But uh, we have a regular, uh, sometimes a guest and regular uh, listener, and uh, he sent out a tweet today. I don't know if you saw it, Julie, or not, but he said, it would be great to see what Julie knows about University of Denver commitment Paxton Geisel. Uh, he's from, I think it's Geisel. Not, I went to the name game again. So uh, do you know anything about Paxton? I have no clue. Okay, because he's apparently from Texas. I don't know him either, but uh, Tanner Wilson is our is our guy in Texas. That uh, where does he play? Is really pumping up Texas. That that's a good question. <laughs> he's just a commit. He's a commit to Denver. I was told. So I said, uh, Tanner, I'll I'll bring it up and see if we can stump her. How do you spell How do you spell his name? Uh, Paxton P A X T O N and then G E I S E L Paxton Geisel. And I think he just committed, if I'm not mistaken, he just committed uh, to Denver recently. Oh, actually, I do. I, 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 um, I did look this kid up because um, I remember the team that he is currently playing for in the North American Hockey League. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he's committed to Denver in, in 23-24. And the reason I remember um, looking him up is because he has a five goals against average. So uh, is that I, I don't think that's any good. No, that's not good. <laughs> nope. Uh, Unless you're playing in some sort of uh, you know three on three league, league, I guess. Right. Yeah. No, that's not good, and um, especially in the North American Hockey League, you know, like the talent <laughs> level for forwards, a lot of. See, here's the thing: is a lot of uh, goalies play in the North American Hockey League. A lot of good goalies play in the North American Hockey League because there's just not enough spots in the USHL, right? Uh, there's right. only you know what 13 teams, so you know that's only 26 spots for a goalie. Um, so the goalies have to go somewhere, and so a lot of good goalies do play in the North American Hockey League. And this one that he plays for is in Texas, I believe. Let me just double check that. Um, and, um, but I will say this, he is not quote from Texas. He's actually Canadian. <laughs> He's playing in Texas. I love yeah, he did play in Texas. That's for sure. I mean, I don't know how or why. Um, oh no, he plays in the, the North American league that he plays in is in Minnesota. Oh, okay. That's even, even um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Okay, so, so, yeah. So tell us so the pod we'll story. See. Oh, the pod story. Okay, so I was talking to Coach Lehman today, um, you know, just to kind of get some intel on, on you know, the players, and they're going to be announcing a preliminary roster in the not-too-distant future. And um, uh, he told me that Canada uh, keeps changing the rules on quarantining. So, uh, you know, they've, they've got you in the bubble, um, but you can't come earlier than the day that open the bubble opens, which is December 13th, 
because if you come before the 13th, you have to quarantine for the full 14 days. <laughs> so you can't do that. Um, but then when you come to the bubble, originally it was you, it was some very similar to the NHL where you are in a bubble where you're training, like every team is training on their own, right? You're in the bubble. You take a test before you leave and everybody's negative. And then you take private uh, uh, flights, charters, directly to Edmonton, take a test. So you quarantine in your room for like 24 hours until you get the results of the test back. And, uh, and then you can resume. So now, they're gonna, I'm not going to say the exact details of what was passed, or, you know, what was passed <laughs> along today, because Coach Lehman was very clear that USA was and and the other federations are going to be like, you're out of your mind, <laughs> um, and try to get it back to what it originally was. Um, but, uh, you know, they're going to be forced to quarantine for a longer period of time but Team Canada doesn't have to because they're already there. <laughs> so uh, imagine th- that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's very, very interesting. Um, and then you know the camp starts. Uh, you know the or the, I should say the bubble opens on the thirteenth, and they are supposed to play games, exhibition games, starting I think on like potentially even the eighteenth or the nineteenth. I know USA has a game on the twentieth. And the 22nd, um, but I think the games, if I remember the schedule correctly, they're, they, they usually have games starting the 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st, 22nd, and then usually one on the 23rd, which they may not have this year because the tournament actually starts on the 25th. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, you know... I don't know if it's Hockey Canada trying to pull a fast one. Yeah, I don't know if they're just trying to pull a fast one and hope, like, nobody notices. Or they just, like, say, oh, well, I guess we got to do it. Um, But I just have a hard time believing that every other country is going to be okay with it. So we'll see. Uh, um, I can't imagine that they they would do something like that. I know. And and try to take (laughs) advantage and try to win this tournament. That sounds so... Canadian, true. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I, I would. You know, and, and, and I will say this too. I even had the conversation with uh, Coach Lehman about, um, you know, starting their camp earlier, and he's like, "No, we're not doing it." He's like, "It's too much." Like we were talking before with, with about Mel Pearson. He's like, "No, we're not doing it. It's not fair." You know, like these players signed up to play for their teams and they should be allowed to play for their teams and then you know join us at the normal time when we open our camp and even for them i think they're opening camp on the 6th of december but it's a sliding entrance so you know there are a whole bunch of big 10 games on the uh 8th 9th 10th something like that so so any players that come from the big 10 they, you know, don't have to report until after their games are over. So, okay. well, that's good news. Yeah. Now, I have a question not to completely change the subject um, because, you know, it just 
as 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 I look up and down the Twitter feeds. Um, are you gonna also uh, let the guy know doing the game Thursday night know how to say Kumansis? Because nobody else seems to ever be able to pronounce that name, and they put pronunciation guides in all the materials. I can because definitely do that. I, I don't understand. Yeah, you should because nobody well, else <laughs> seems to look at the pronunciation guides. So, so uh, during the Michigan game, that I was so okay. So I have obviously with a name like Robenheimer, I am very sensitive to pronouncing people's names right. Like I, I want my name pronounced properly. I would like to give the same courtesy to other people. So I, totally I, I, you know, I, I'm always very thoughtful. And of course, Elite Prospects has an amazing pronunciation tool uh, where if you're curious about a player's, how to say a player's name, <laughs> you know, nine times out of 10, there is a little button where you can press it and it will say the player's name in their native language. So, you know, you know how to say their name. Right. And, um, it might be my favorite tool on Elite Prospects. And there's a lot of really good ones, but I think that one's my favorite. So, you know, with that in mind, Brendan Brisson, like his, and, and like, I, I, I get it. I, I his get it. dad is one of the most, you know, notable, recognizable, fill in the blank with whatever you want agents. Like, how can you be part of the hockey world and not know how to say, Brisson. And and then the same with Beneers. He was throwing in an extra R, calling him Berniers. And I'm like, where did that R come from? And every time he'd say it, I wanted to like throw something at the TV. And like, I just, uh, it's so frustrating to me. So anyways, so I, I sent him a tweet and I was like, you know, it's it's this. And I tried to spell it phonetically. And he's like, oh, he's like, well, in the, uh, he, the he says, like, the, the Beneers issue, he's like, that was totally my bad. I did add an R. Um, he's like, so that was me. And he goes, but the pronunciation guide for Brisson said B-R-E-E dash S-O-N, which is, if you, the challenge is that the son part, because he was pronouncing it Brisson. And I literally, he was saying Bree Sun. I literally was like, who the hell is that? And and I'm like, that's not a freshman that I've, you know, that I've heard. And so then I see him saying it. And then at one time, you know, like I saw like the person with the puck and I was like, Oh my God, he's trying to say Brisson. And I was like, holy cannoli, that's absurd. So I, I can see where he, like phonetically, Michigan PR really did him a dirty. So um, I said, I said, well, it kind of is like Brisson, but the son part is not S-O-N, like son, Brisson. You know what I mean? So like it, 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 I was like, so phonetically they really jacked you up. I said, but it's more like this. And and I will say this, I give him credit because by the end of the game he did figure it out. At, you know, he at least saw my tweet and and fixed it. You know, and so he he messaged me after the game and um, he's like, hey, you know, thanks for the heads up. I was like, no problem. I was like, I wanted to murder you. You know, uh, I, I, and well, I, I get. Could... Listen, I get Berniers. I do. But Brisson, I mean, God, the guy's name's been in in in, in the public for 
two decades. <laughs> I know, but it's fixed uh, now, and that's Google all that matters. <laughs> and the the guy, the guy, the same play-by-play announcer is doing the Michigan State oh, ASU no. game oh, on no. Thursday. So I actually told him, and I'm sure uh-huh. you guys know this story and have heard about it, but um, I guess it was two years ago. No, maybe it was last. Actually, maybe it was like a full year ago. Maybe this time last year, um, I wrote a feature on Johnny Walker and how he lost 50 pounds um, to make the team and all this stuff. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah. He's like, who loses 50 pounds to play college hockey? And I was like, somebody who's really determined to play college hockey. I said, and I said, it's a real interesting story. You should ask him about it because, you know, I, I believe that ASU going to Vision One um, saved Johnny Walker's hockey career. Uh, I, yeah, totally agree with you. Because his his motivation for playing, or his, I can say that his motivation for you know losing the weight and committing to his conditioning was strictly so that he could make this team. Like he literally walked into Power's office and said, "What do I need to do to make this team?" And Power said, "Drop the weight." In fact, Power said, "I'm and again, I'm sure you guys heard this, but Power, in case you didn't." <laughs> Paris said, said um, if I took my shirt off and you took your shirt off, I would look better than you. And I am old and not a Division One hockey player. Well, uh, these are some of the things I miss out on being on Long Island as opposed to being, uh, you know, yeah. at the practices and all those sorts of things. So, Well, I, I know Johnny's dad is listening, Julie, so uh, he will appreciate that story as well. Uh, just oh, a little yeah. You, I can't wait to get the, 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 the <laughs> aggravation from that. I can't wait for that. Uh, just uh, a, a name to keep an eye on, and you probably already are, is his half-brother, uh, Jake Levanovich, who uh, is a 16-year-old playing, uh, made his first start, um, or made his first game at uh, the Chicago Steel. So that's Johnny's half-brother, and he is a terrific, terrific hockey player that's uh, we had Hector Mahul on. I don't know if you know Hector, but he works with uh, had worked with Austin Matthews and Johnny Walker, and he's playing in Finland now. We call him Mexicans be- Mexico's best player. Uh, <laughs> he, he was telling me that uh, that Jake is going to be a bigger star than anybody Do- Boris has coached, which is big things because Boris has coached Austin Matthews. So keep that name in the back of your hat. Um, I told you we're only going to keep you for 30 minutes. We kept you for like 50. <laughs> so, That's fine. Like I said, I love talking hockey. So, you know, we so, can keep going. I'm fine. Well, we got, we got Sunday night shows. We got Tuesday night shows. You're welcome <laughs> on any one of them. Um, uh, we appreciate you coming on and, and telling the whole story. Tell everybody how they can get on if they're not uh, elite prospects. Um, by now, shame on them anyway, but how yeah. do they get to your stuff and how do they get to elite prospects? Because everything you want to know is there. Yeah. So um, anybody can go to elite prospects, you know, just go to eliteprospects.com. It's an amazing database. There are uh, over 25 uh, tools and features that are exclusive to EP premium members. Membership costs $9 a month. Uh, And in addition to all of the uh, goodies that you get on Elite Prospects, you also have the opportunity to read all of the amazing content on EP Rinkside. Like our scouts do such a good job providing really in-depth video analysis and showing you the details and the nuances of the game to show why this guy's a better skater than this guy um, or why this skill 
uh, that this player has and is known for is or is not translatable to the NHL. Um, so, you know, it's just uh, not only an education about the players, but an education um, about hockey. Um, and then, of course, you have uh, features written by myself. Um, and, and, you know, we have a whole plethora of writers um, who contribute. So it's just a really great resource if you want to, um, you know, check it out and uh, uh, be part of it. The, the other thing that I want to kind of share about Elite Prospects is there is a function called EP Connect, where I think it's really cool when it was first presented to me. You can go on and any player that is in the database, you can go on and endorse their skills and even provide a scouting report on each player through the EP Connect tab. So if you go onto a player's uh, profile page where it has like at the top, it has like their basic information, like their name and their um, weight and hometown and uh, position, like that kind of stuff. Right there is a tab that says EP Connect. If you click on that, it opens up a new window. And um, in there, you can endorse their skills. So if you think they're a good you know, puck handler, you can choose that. If you think they're fast, you can choose that. If you think they have really good agility, you, know, you can choose that. Um, you, can, you can choose all that. And then the section below that, you can just uh, you know, give your thoughts on a player. Nice. The, challenge, nice. the challenge with this is... Um, it is not anonymous and it is your real name. So <laughs> ah, you can't, good. it's not even, it's good. not even a, 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 like a handle, you know what I mean? Like, right. um, it is legitimately your name that goes on it. So, um, you know, just, <laughs> That's uh, awesome. well, I, don't, I, don't I write think... anything you wouldn't want your name behind. <laughs> I can tell you one thing I'm going to do is I saw in Arizona States you were looking for a picture of Oceanside Ice Arena, so uh, I have plenty of those. I will put I will put send the picture it in. up for you. <laughs> yeah, send it in. Uh, Julie, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, like you. I said, we can go on. You're you're welcome on the show anytime. You've got my uh, my email and and everything now. So whenever you want to come on, Paul and I are live on on Sunday nights, and we're always looking for a voice. So. If you want to jump on on a Sunday night, 7.30 Mountain Time, College Hockey Southwest Live, where we break down uh, the game action, and, and we'd love to have you. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for letting me prove to everyone that I'm more than just a beauty queen. <laughs> See, I didn't, I, See I, I, Paul listen. wouldn't let me bring that up. He, he told no, me I didn't well, bring I, that up. Well, listen, because, Julia, when, when we encountered each other last year at Bentley, all I wanted to do was talk hockey, and it, it didn't even occur to me to even think that way. So yeah. Um, well, listen, I, I am a, I am very proud to say that I was Miss New Jersey and that I competed at Miss America, um, and I'm also very proud to say, you know, that I work uh, covering hockey and in international tournaments, and so one doesn't like negate the other or tarnish the other or, or any way. I'm I'm very happy to uh, represent, you know, both sides of uh of me and i think it's awesome it's like one of the benefits of, of being a woman is you can right. be whatever you want so uh, listen uh, I, I, I i i get it i you know i didn't even i, I wanted to bring up some of those things and it, we just never got to it even though it's baseball and they just announced the first female general manager and cammy granados is like the head scout up in seattle uh so there's so much uh, stuff I, I, i'm in, i'm down um, we got to have you on again, is what he's saying. <laughs> yes, <right>. pretty much. <laughs> Sounds All right. good, guys. Anytime. Ju thank Julie you. Robenheimer, thank you for joining us. Um, 
have a great evening. Be safe out there. Wear that mask. Stay socially distanced. Do everything you need to do to stay safe, okay? That's right. You too, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, folks. Uh, Paul and I are going to take a quick break. I know we went a little long. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and wrap up Arizona State and their presser today as quickly as Paul can do it. We'll be right back. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your prime with M-Drive. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly, almost in the books. Uh, we went a little long. Uh, Paul's going to give us a, a quick five-minute recap of uh, uh, Coach Powers today and the presser with uh, uh, Sean Doogie and uh, Jack Judson. Uh, yeah, Jack Judson. And I don't know, is a quick five minutes any different than a slow five minutes? <laughs> it's still five minutes. Get as much as you can in five minutes, my friend. Okay. Well, listen, the, the fact is uh, we already talked about most of, of, of what Coach Power said um, outside of the fact that uh, Johnny Walker is questionable uh, for this Michigan State series. Uh, he said uh, right now he doesn't think Johnny's going to play, uh, although he, he did uh, say that uh, he doesn't count out Johnny coming to him on Thursday morning and, and begging him to play. 
And uh, ne- never, about never count Johnny Walker out. No, never, I understand ever. that coach is like, well, you know, if you can't skate, and, you know, he said, Johnny will just tell me I can't skate anyway. So what the heck's the difference? But, uh, <laughs> exactly. um, you know, uh, this is, uh, you know, this is, you know, it just basically it's uh, watch some video, uh, learn from the mistakes that we made and most of the mistakes uh, in, in the coach's eyes were detail mistakes and they didn't take care of the small details and you can't do that against a team as good as Michigan is and you know go from there um, he said that he thought the freshmen uh, uh, stood out in terms of uh, of their play compared to the rest of the team uh, especially uh, Cole Brady and goal on Sunday night Um it's most likely that Brady will start on Thursday. I don't know about Friday. They might, you know, go back to Evan DeBrower, who, you know, coach said, you know, was hung out to dry a little bit, but didn't have his best game either. Um, and, 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 and that's it. Basically it's two games. If you play 28, two games is not a big deal. Uh, you, you try to stop the bleeding as quickly as you can so that two games doesn't become four games and six games and eight games as uh, you put it on Sunday. And and, and, and we go from there. Um, but they got to get to Thursday. And uh, hopefully they get to Thursday healthy. And, and uh, the, other, the other news, Paul, was uh, they got some TV time coming up too, don't they? Oh, uh, they got all kinds of TV time coming up. Uh, you know, even here, work, even here in the Valley, though, uh, they're going to get uh, Air, uh, Fox Sports Arizona's going to pick up a game even. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, people were worried about being able to see the games. And uh, I don't think they really have to worry about that at this point. Uh, the, the two games against Wisconsin will be on Fox Sports Arizona. Uh, one of the games against Notre Dame is supposed to be on NBC Sports Network. And the other one is now going to be on uh, the NHL Network. Uh, so. Even if you have not paid the extra money like we did, uh, we won't even get into the <laughs> telecast on Saturday night no, again. No, let's just leave uh, that right where it is. Not do that. Leave that right. Um, you almost won't need uh, a streaming service uh, to, to, to watch these next six games. You, you might need it once. Yep, good point. Very good point. I'll let you take it away, my friend, and uh, we'll be back with you on Sunday night for College Hockey yeah, because, Southwest Live. Because have more, we didn't even, more things we to didn't talk even, about. Yeah, we <laughs> didn't even get to have. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, hey, listen, it, and we can't listen, even keep up with it. So, uh, but listen, when you have when you have Julian, you, you have to just let her go because she is so I'm okay with that. And so Absolutely. smart with what she knows, and 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 she's just a, a treat to have on. So we thank her for coming on. Paul, Absolutely. take it away, and we'll go Absolutely. from there. Roger Klein's Cancio and Tequila has presented College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Brought to you by Verizon, the 5G and 5G Ultra Band for business that America has been waiting for. Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant, the presenting partner of the Sunday special. Tell our friend Kevin Wood that Ice Time Hockey SW sent you and let him show you the Bell Ford difference online at bellford.com or the showroom at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, ultra smooth, Arizona-owned. Go to mexicanmoonshine.com and try our original cocktail recipes. 
by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, where despite how long it takes to eat your meal, there's so many delicious choices. It always seems like it takes you longer to decide what to eat than to actually eat it. By Summer Skates, fall or winter, doesn't matter. We still like to keep our drinks cold. Get your personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Behind the mask and its three valley locations, in line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at behindthemask.com. Cold beers and cheeseburgers, burgers, beer, sports, 12 valley locations and two in California. Visit coldbeers.com for more information and takeout specials. By OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at oxypow.com. By M-Drive, presenting partner of What Drives You. M-Drive in the morning, relax at night. Our two-step system for energy, stamina, recovery. By College Bar and Grill in Tempe. By ASU fans for ASU fans. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey Southwest Weekly, presented by Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. All right, that was uh, very well done. Our thanks to uh, Julie Robenheimer for... Uh, for coming on and uh, and telling us a little bit about elite prospects and everything hockey, uh, she knows her stuff. Uh, she's she's very well versed. And uh, if you need to know pronunciation, just give Julie a text or a uh, DM, and she will get it done for you. So our thanks to Julie, Paul. Thanks for uh, for all the great questions and all the hard work today with ASU. I hope to be back in line with you uh, next week, and uh, hopefully everything comes through with uh, with our friends at Verizon. So. Uh, let's say good night and uh, we'll talk to you on, uh, on, on Sunday. Good night. We'll talk to you on Sunday.